Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hey Art What's Good. We're a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to kind of go around to different like art things and see what's good with them. My name is Alice and I'm joined as always by Rosie. Hello. And one thing we like to do in this podcast is we like to kind of check in with each other, make sure we're both doing good. So Rosie, what's good? Hello. Thank you. <laughs> uh, lots good with me, actually. I've had to make a little list. Ooh. And top of that list is that I've been going to the theatre a lot recently. Yay. I love the theatre and I primarily go with my dad and it's a good time, such a bonding thing that we've always done. And there's just some great stuff this season in Newcastle. So I think we're going to the live primarily. And there's also Othello at Northern Stage. Ooh. So we're going to try and go to that. But I went to go see a play called Fans, which I didn't expect to be as good as it was. Because the whole thing when you go see a play, you don't know if it's going to be actually good or not. Mm. But wow, it was Damn. like part gig, part play, and there was glow sticks. And <laughs> it was great. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you, but fantastic show. Nice one live theatre. Nice. What about you, Alice? What's good? What's good with me? Well, recently, actually, um, I've been getting into doing some cyanotypes. I realize I don't think I've talked about them on this podcast. No. Like, it's something I've been meaning to do for ages, and you would have heard us talk about cyanotypes in relation to Manny Cambo's exhibitions. Um, but it's something I want to do for ages, and like the way I do them is in the sun, because I don't have any kind of UV, UV box thingy my bob. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Always optimistic. Forward thinking. <laughs> Love it. Um, I basically just take some of the photos I like, which are film photos, and just make a, essentially a massive negative print of them. So then I can put that on top of the paper, expose it, give it a wash. Uh, some of them turned out all right. Some were a bit rushed. Um, but it's a fun experience. I want to do more. And I'll post them Ooh, on Instagram or something maybe sometime. We'll so see. Yeah. That's what's good for me. Been trying out something new and it's been quite fun. And I like it. Nice. That's really nice. all that matters. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Something else that's nice was the Berwick Film and Media Arts Festival that me and Rosie went to the other week. Realised this episode's coming out a little bit later than it was, but like it was already going to be outdated by the time the festival was over anyway. So yeah. we just kind of want to talk about it retrospectively because it was such a cool film festival. If there's yeah. one thing you know about me, is I love a film festival. And if there's one thing that people maybe don't know about me, it's that I've never been to a film festival yeah. before. So this was fantastic. I had just such a lovely day. I was yeah. so pleasantly surprised. And as I think we've talked about in this podcast before, I haven't been in Berwick. I was supposed to go with Amy, but then she took my ticket with her when she went to Lancaster because she double booked herself. And I'm not salty about it. It's fine. <laughs> you don't mention it all the time no, or I don't, anything. No, no, no. The fourth time in the podcast? No. <laughs> Many. The hundredth time in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we finally went to Berwick, which, first of all, cool place. Yeah, I love Quite small, but bloody adorable. I love it. Very old. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and obviously the film festival was just fab. So mm -hmm. we're going to kind of talk through what we went to go see and go a bit in detail about some of the stuff we really liked because there was quite quite a, mis a mishmash, a, a smorgasbord, if you will. And we packed it in. We did. So one cool thing about uh, this festival was that it's like, I mean, compared to the other film festivals I've been to, like I've been to, um, been to slash volunteered at slash worked at, um, the Rotterdam Film Festival, the Leeds Film Festival and Sheffield Doc Fest. And they're, they're all like quite big festivals. Like Rotterdam's two weeks long, Leeds is about 10 days, Sheffield's about five days. 
And so the Sperry one was three days and there wasn't as much in the program. So what we were really easily able to do was um, just follow the schedule as it was. We didn't have to like really choose, oh, do you want to see this one or this one? Or like, can we, do I have enough time to run across town? Mm -hmm. Everything was like quite close together and quite like consecutive. Like when one thing finished, you have a little bit of time to go to the next thing. Yeah. And we could plan it. So we had some breaks in the day. So we got there quite early. And then we could like we did. have some food and then we just like picked up our tickets and yeah. hung out for a bit. And then we could like go to the pub. Yes. Could just go to the pub when we wanted, which was We once. could do that. No, we went to the pub twice. Oh my God, yeah. We went to um, one called The Curfew and one called The Barrel's Ale House. Yeah, and we could have a little... And they're a little... all, they're both those pubs, like the, we went to these pubs at very opposite ends of the day. And we walked around the entirety of the town in between them, but they're literally at the other end of the street to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. It was like, yeah, I had a little walk, had a little explore. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to tell you a little bit about our day. We can't deep dive potentially as much as would want to. Yeah, because I feel as though this episode would then become as long as the day we had, which was a very long day, which <laughs> yeah. we'll go into later. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my favorite things about film festivals is like the physical, like not just the program, like, because you usually get, a small print version and a big print version. Small print is like a bit of paper or like a smaller leaflet with like just the general program on, but then you get the book Ooh. and the book tells you so much more stuff. And I love the book. <laughs> it's the best part. I love the book. <laughs> it's something I love. <laughs> it's, it's the, the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the first uh, thing we went to go see bright and early at 11.30. I say bright and early. We were there much earlier than that. But first thing I went to go see was a short film program called Forest Experimenter. And it's part of a series of short film programs called Screening the Forest. And they're all curated by, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to get this name wrong, uh, Grivut Chilfongsathorn. Um, is this uh, academic from somewhere down south, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'd be inclined to say London. Yes, I think it was London. Somewhere in London, this like uh, PhD student and his PhD focused on the role of the forest in Asian films and more specifically kind of Southeast Asian films. So it's like the forest as a character, not just as a setting. And it's quite a unique kind of scope of yeah. uh, study because he's the only one who's done it, which is... Yeah, he was saying, you know, like rivers and mountains and these elements have been explored in film quite a lot and quite consistently whereas Mm -hmm. the forest has been quite overlooked and it's really interesting because with each element of nature now across the world but you know with even within his focus Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of different relationships with the forest the forest represents different things there's folklore all sorts of things like that so it was kind of it was like using that element as like you know that's the personality perhaps yeah. of the forest as a character yeah and what can we do with this and yeah, it was a variety each each of the short films was massively different yeah there were yeah there was about it was between six and eight i'm pretty sure uh all like really varying length and format there was one 35 millimeter one so it was like partway through like they must have changed from digital to an actual film projector um and there's a ton but we want to talk about one in particular because it was real weird. And it, I loved and it was it. amazing. It blew me away. And it was called Super Taboo. And I've just written it down as the sex one. I have some notes in front That's of me. That's what we I'm refer just... to it as. Is, oh, <laughs> you know, the, the sex one. Sex. 
So basically, it's a two-channel video artwork is quoted here in the book. So now, basically, when you're what looking... What I'd describe that as is like halfway through the film, there's just a line yeah. down the middle of the screen. That's yeah. what that means. Well, no, well, it was there all the way through, but from like... So like the screen was split into two bits with a solid black line in between. But for most of the film... It was as though it was just one single shot with just a line in between it and only partway through do they become like two noticeably separate screens. It was very interesting. So opening on the scene is this like kind of businessy looking uh, man. I think this is a Japanese film. No, Taiwanese film. There's this businessy looking man sitting down reading out of like a an old book and it turns out was what he's reading is just you know smut yes um, and it's great because he does the voices he does do the voices yes and it's a very descriptive book um but then it just kind of turns interesting so this the camera is focused on this one man that doesn't cut to anything else the camera's quite stationary for most of it and then it's pretty much after he's finished speaking isn't it yeah. the camera starts to move backwards and pan away to just reveal because he's so just, much stuff. He's just sitting in a forest, and he's because mm-hmm. he's wearing like he's got a briefcase, and he's wearing kind of a suit. It's very much like reading a book on his lunch break, and then mm. it gets weird, and it's amazing. It, it is just, so it like as it really, it's all one shot, mm. I believe, and it just like yeah, as Alice says, it just pans across to reveal what else is going on in the forest, and it's just lots of people doing lots of sexy sex things um just kind of positioned in various elements mm-hmm. and it's all different things and it's but they're all like still yeah they're all perfectly still one thing i was like really trying to figure out when we're watching it was like are these real people is this a special effect what we're kind of settled on was that it had to be like um, like kind of a wax model or something where mm. it was like it looked really realistic but it had to physically be in the scene because of the way certain elements interacted with it like yeah. there was the water one two people having sex in a river but like you could see that like the feet like it was actually in the river and there's water physically moving around yeah. the feet of these non-moving people yeah and it was like impossible positions like you just yeah. couldn't hold that yeah and also like they weren't like breathing or anything like that and it was yeah. just but super real yeah super real super weird super interesting yes because Um, then what happens is once it gets to a certain point where you've seen dozens of people as mm -hmm. i say basically having sex in the forest um it gets to a point where then it starts just panning back but when it does that that's when because what i meant was it's just a line in the middle of the screen Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't pay any attention to it you hardly notice it and if you do you decide that's a weird creative choice Mm -hmm. but when it gets to halfway through the film half of the screen then reflects the other half so it becomes like a mirror image right Mm -hmm. yep where it then pans back the way it came like almost like back to the the original man that was reading Mm -hmm. the smut the erotic literature indeed and that maybe just because of the content of the film wow when there's like a moving image with a a line of symmetry in the middle and it's all kind of like it almost looks like it's all like being sucked into that line because it's just the way it it moves my god do a lot of things look like a vagina oh yeah my god (laughs) but it definitely the film ends kind of it like when it stops the like panning for a moment and it's like I believe it's actually part of the river and then some of the 
foliage and greenery and things Mm -hmm. and it stops for a bit that's that is just a vagina like Mm -hmm. it just is like i will fight anyone (laughs) like i can't describe this film well enough like i might just sound like complete weirdo like the forest forest look like genitals but like it did it really did trust me and it's all to kind of do with the filmmaker is a person called sue who you or how you um and it's kind of about how like taboo things like sex and pornography were in taiwan in the 1980s and so to kind of do with that so it's like the businessman is I guess he's essentially hiding in the forest so he can read this without being persecuted. Because one of the first things you see after he's finished mm-hmm. reading the story is in super, super slow motion as the camera pans away is a different man being like manhandled and taken away by police officers. With Weird, a, like Because he's been reading. Yeah, because he's been reading a book like that. Um, so it's just to kind of do with that, the kind of culture... Uh, regarding kind of erotica and sex in the 1980s Taiwan and it was super interesting it was so weird I think that's like my key phrase for this one super interesting because I just don't know there's not many other ways to kind of I know how to describe it at the minute it's one just... of the like elements of this series of film in general but I think particularly this one because this one was our favorite mm-hmm. um the forest represents or can depict um kind of revealing and concealing like both of those things like mm-hmm. the forest can reveal but equally it conceals so it's that thing of like what you can see versus what you can't mm-hmm. and what you know like and taboo kind of hiding it but yeah nevertheless people will always be drawn to taboo they will yeah and we were drawn to it so oh, yes <laughs> it was super interesting like as was said there was a, such a, a wide variation of the types of films that one was just a silent film mm-hmm. which like it looked nice but it was like really long and i know i got kind of bored of it yeah but it, it was, was a it was very pretty bag. like if it was pictures i would have loved it to have like seen them and then be able to move on in my own pace yes but it was interesting and like it'd be hard pressed to say that many of them or any of them had a real kind of narrative mm-hmm. um and that's a, a thing i love about uh film festivals and short films in particular is you get to see so many films that you really would not see anywhere else that you'd have no cause to see them you wouldn't probably be able to find them especially these films um so it was just a fantastic aspect of the day i agree so I guess we can go on to other aspects of the day. We are going to gloss over some things because, as I said, it's a huge. It was a huge day. Yes. But straight after this, was like, all right, we've got we've got about a. I think we had an hour and a half break, a two hour break until we went to go see the next thing. So as we were just wandering around, we stumbled upon an open studio. Yes. And it was so. I've never been to an open studio before. I know you have, Rosie. Yes, yeah. And I wish I came along, but that was so cool. Oh yeah. We'll so, definitely be going to the open studios at Cobalt in the Oosburn. Yes. That's a good time. Ooh, and there's some in Gateshead at the end of this week, oh. uh, month. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Nice. But this one uh, was a guy called Dave Watson. He is a painter based in Berwick, and him and his partner, um, I think she's called Maura Geaton, have kind of founded a gallery space, literally just down the street from where they live, uh, called Fold Yard. And it's more than a gallery. They do tons of stuff. They've got exhibitions, got uh, demonstrations and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But his open studio was fantastic. Yes. He's got, first of all, a lovely house 
Wow. We were very impressed. It was lovely. We had some lovely tea. Yeah. So first thing, yeah, we're like, <laughs> walk, we walk in because it's just like down an alley. It was like an arrow, just open studio this way. And we're like, do we do it? Yes, we, we shall. Those, yes, indeed. <laughs> first thing, do you want a cup of tea? And then he told us about this, like, he has loads of loose leaf tea. And he kind of says, like, there's a, I, you know, I usually mix some of these up and make my own thing. And we're like, yeah. Please do that for us. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and it was great. And then he told us, so he's a painter, oil painting. Uh, and he does a lot of uh, flowers and also landscapes. So still life. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that he kind of paints them like life drawing, did he say? I think so. Yeah, like portrait drawing yeah portrait drawing different to life drawing slightly but yeah so Mm -hmm. where you kind of stand far away but the canvas is right next to the subject Mm -hmm. so you're standing far away and you look you just look at your subject and then you walk up to the canvas which is next to it and make some marks and then step back Mm -hmm. but he's painting what would normally be still life Mm -hmm. which is a very different process but really like bold you know yeah it looked like a lot of it was with a palette knife which yeah. is wonderful this is one of those things where we really i really want to touch it because it's oil <laughs> paint and i just love that stuff because it's, it's yeah it's so textured yeah we didn't because that would be remarkably rude some of it was just drying like you just yeah on the water you could stick it and smell it yeah. yeah and he was telling us he makes his own paints as well that was what i found fascinating because this is one of those things that, oh yeah you go buy paint from the shop of course, you can make it if you really wanted to. You can make anything if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, it was so cool. He took, a, like, first of all, a nice tour around his house. And I asked if he had this much art up usually. He was like, no, just for the open studio. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of art to go around. So if you wanted it up all the time, you definitely could. Um, but yeah, just every single room just had so many different uh, paintings. Um, and then he took her to like his like, studio, like where he actually makes art. That was a treat. Upstairs. And that it was, was fantastic. So cool. He has like a wall of records, mm-hmm. an amazing sound system. And then he just like puts on music and yeah. gets down to it. And this wasn't even part of the festival. Oh, this yeah, was we just say that. a bonus. Part this of something just... different. It was part of a different, I think it was called Fringe Film Festival. So, and he was saying it's unfortunate because it's always on at the same time as Berwick Film Festival. And so he can never really go see films that are part of that schedule because mm. he's got to like be there for open studios. Yeah. Um, but it was really great. Like, I'm so glad we stumbled apart, uh, across it. Well, I think we're there for a good hour and a bit, like, yeah. just seeing some art and having, like, a good chat. Yeah, he was a, a really nice, just a nice person. Yeah. Interesting man. Jed Canny. And, like, one of the things he says that they do at Fold Yard is, like, demonstrations. And he r- reminded us that they were called demonstrations and not workshops because they are free. And so, like, as Rosie was saying, he makes his own um, paint. And he's saying, oh, yeah, well, we'll do a demonstration about that. It's like, I'll show you how I make paint and then you can do it if you want to. So I definitely want to try and pop up for something like that. Apparently they, they do like different events and stuff like that. So that'd be cool to check out. Yeah. Good excuse to go back. Yeah. Any excuse at this point. I love Berwick. So nice. Yay, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we'll uh, just pop down to Fold Yard, which as I say, was literally just down the street and they had a, an interesting little uh, exhibition on. Yeah. For Life is, I can't remember what it was called. I assume pilgrimage was in the title because it was St. Aidan's pilgrimage basically walking to Lindisfarne yes when the tide's out you walk across I can't remember what the saint is but yes it was I think it's St. Aidan St. Aidan probably because I'm, I'm gonna trust you thank you well because I've been in Bamber recently in St. Aidan's church and I googled who St. Aidan was like oh yeah that guy cool I could oh, be yeah, wrong nice. but I'm sure I'm right well it's <laughs> the pilgrimage to Holy Island which is 
if anyone doesn't know, please go Google it. Great history. And also it was, I believe, where the Vikings first landed. So just it's so cool. Yeah. Um, And it's down the road, essentially. It's like a couple hours away. Yeah. But um, it's an island and you have to go over the, is it called a causeway? Yeah. Yeah. And now you can just drive along the causeway, but there's posts in the sand that don't run parallel to the road at all. Mm. And that marks, those posts mark the original route of the pilgrimage. And traditionally, you should do it barefoot as well. Which would make sense because you're going across like wet sand. Yeah. So I think I'd rather do that in barefoot anyways. Well, you say that is the North Sea. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of it. It's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to be fun. Because you said you've done this, haven't <laughs> you? It is fun, but um, I've not done it myself. Oh, okay. but I would like to do it. It's I would also like to do it whenever me and Mum go visit, mm-hmm. and she's a massive history nerd. She'll like always say, "Oh, I really want to do it." So <laughs> join us. Let's yes, do please. it. Yes, Plan I'd love it. to do that. Makes smart about love it. Love hanging out with you and Jane. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're a good family, I think. Yeah, you're a good bunch. The lawyers, oh, all the stronics. Um, but yeah, so after that, we went to a pub because, you yes, know, you, you can have a break. It was nice. It was really nice. called The Curfew, just down the street from Dave's studio. Um, like a kind of micro pub sort of dealy. Yeah. Everything's a micro pub now. Very, but it was really cute. Really cute. Very reasonable as well because mm-hmm. we did, couldn't decide what we wanted. So we just got a little like palette where it was just yeah. like three, it was like a third. Three thirds, yeah. Two thirds of a pint. How much is it? One third. Yeah, three one-thirds. Three one-thirds. Therefore, Lots one full pint. <laughs> but yeah, got a nice chance to, to try some different things. And then we had to, well, we didn't have to, had to rush off. Yes. To go to, Up again. a very steep little hill. My yes. God, we were tired. <laughs> <laughs> to go see, was that when we went to go see an animation? Yes. <gasps> For life of me, I can't remember what it was called, and I can't seem to find it in the booklet, but... It's so good. It was really cute. So it was basically this um little Irish... Yeah, kind of film. Um, it was an animation film, it was a kids' film, and there were lots of kids there. And it was great. It was in the bean bag cinema. Yeah, they had loads of bean bags. That... So I mean, before we went, I mean, we were like, oh yeah, we'll sit in the bean bags. We're like, no, no, these are for the kids. The chairs at the back are for the parents. So we just kind of sat in the chairs at the back. It was called Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea. It was so good. So the little venue was lovely. Mm-hmm. Bean bags. There was some activities for the kids. We got given a bag of sweets. We did. We made a little, would you call it stop motion? Like a little kind animation. Yeah. Two frame animation Two frame on animation. paper. Rosie's was really, really good. So was Alice's. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> good. <laughs> How dare you. But yeah, this little film, It's like, it wasn't like new for the festival. Um, it's a film that was out a few years ago. But again, never heard of it. It's called Song of the Sea and it was about Selkies. Selkies. So it was a lot to do with kind of Irish uh, mythology tales. and fairy tales and folklore. Um, and it was, just, it was so cute. Yeah. All the kids in it were so cute. I see all the kids. There was two kids in it that were so cute. <laughs> it was basically uh, like it was brother and sister and um, it starts with the brother being like a quite a little kid and his mom's mm-hmm. pregnant. And then one day, like, on the night that she gives birth to his little sister, she just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, and it, that's kind of sad. But then you kind of realise that she was a selkie and she had to like return to the sea. And then, so the daughter she gave birth to was also part selkie. I don't yes. know if she was full selkie. Part she was part selkie. selkie. And if we don't know what a selkie is, a selkie is like a seal. That's what they were, wasn't yes. it? Was like little, so when they're in the water, she turns into a seal. 
mm-hmm. and she was adorable. Yes. A little cute white seal. Um, they're magic beings and they're kind yes. of a bridge between... Well, like they're just yeah, magical. Yeah. Like they, they can inhabit the land as yeah. a person, but they are of the sea. Yes. And they're very much like a, a bridge between like humankind and the word for like fairy yeah because uh there are fairies i think you'd call them basically it's like different types of fairy i guess yes, there's different kind of classifications of fairy kind um and there was this like big kind of bad one who like wasn't that bad is what you kind of understood like she took she essentially turned people to stone but she was trying to help them yeah because she's trying to get rid of all the sadness and stuff and basically you've got to have emotion otherwise you're just like exactly the whole yeah. like point of this fairy tale and this animation was that you've got to feel you've got to experience the bad stuff mm-hmm. or you can't enjoy the good stuff yeah and, you know you've got to like you know and it's i think it was a you know a wonderful kind of exp- exploration of grief in yeah. a lot of ways because it was obviously like these kids had lost their mum mm-hmm. and the husband like the dad had lost his wife yeah and it's just a, a you know sad time mm-hmm and it's but you've got to it's, in a way it's a horrible thing to say but it's like you've got to feel sad because if you don't feel sad and you're just numb mm. and you can't you can't enjoy the yeah, happiness you that have, you did have yeah. and yeah you can't like be bitter you've got to i don't know because it was a lot about the because the, the daughter the little girl was mm-hmm. mute and yes. at the beginning of the story the little boy was not a very good brother. No, he's not very nice. Bit of a meanie. Bit of a meanie. But by the end, it was about understanding understand each other through yeah. their adventure, as these tales often do. And it was beautiful. It was, it was so lovely. Beautiful animation yeah. and great music. And yeah. wow, and Irish, cute little Irish tales. accents. And- oh, yeah, great accents. And what was, because, and also some cool names, because the dog oh. had a great name. It was Koo. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's just spelled C-U. Cool. Yeah. Great name. And the little sister was called Saoirse. 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 <laughs> Wonderful. That's no, a beautiful name. I oh, love it so much. Um, one thing I really, I don't know if I want to say enjoyed, because the other kids who were there were very loud, but it was a kid's film, so that's fine, was how much they kind of got everything. Because yes. obviously it's a kid's movie, so it wants to be understandable, but the things that I thought were quite um, kind of impl- implicit. Yeah, so like not like super obvious they were just kind of like shouting out like there's this little <laughs> yeah. girl who was like just like telling her dad's like oh look dad like this is gonna happen i'm like oh my god how does she know that like <laughs> yeah it's very intuitive little it kids. was fun to be there with all the like it, it was nice to see the kids enjoying it because like, like, they had just finished them. school so they were all still yeah. in the, the school uniforms like after a day at primary school yeah it, it was, was really nice and they all like had their sweets and there was balloons about and yeah it was it was great to hear them like telling like they had they had to tell their parents you know like mm-hmm. just in case the parents weren't understanding yes. you know because it's not for them it's no, for, no, no for the kids yeah, yeah so the kids had to explain otherwise their parents would be behind so mm-hmm. yeah yeah how it is uh, yeah <laughs> i get it, was, it it was great <laughs> it was uh, it was really nice and yeah they were all the kids there were quite nice yeah, yeah. and yeah love experience love a kids film and remember Generally, yeah yeah because there was a another thing we could have went to go see in that time and i was like because rosie let me plan this whole day um and i was like right rosie we've got some free time we can do this or this and she's like oh is that one the kids one i was like yes it is like, can we please do that i was like perfect i was hoping we'll go see that so yes. done and done <laughs> love a kids film kids films are important and usually i mean fantastic there's the crap ones that are just 
for money and stuff. Yeah. But this one, this was art. This was lovely. Great <laughs> animation. I I was blown away, honestly. So, so definitely good. like have it's it's. I'm sure I remember IMDb in it. It's been out for a few years. Called Song of the Sea. Have a watch. It'll be out yeah. there somewhere. I don't think it's on Netflix. Maybe on Irish Netflix. I don't know. But also, it's something that you could definitely check your library. Libraries do, do tend to have this Libraries sort of thing. Libraries have stuff, of course. So, and free. And also free, yes. <laughs> Love a library. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on to the thing we did after this, we had a, a, not a mad dash, but we hopped along to the other side of town to the gymnasium gallery. So we went to go see uh, an exhibition by artist Lucy Clout. It's called Solvent Magazine. And it was kind of produced after... Uh, like her completing a six-month residency with Berwick Visual Arts and the film festival. Um, and it was interesting. It was weird. It was like sculptural pieces and video installations. And it was all to kind of do with... Is it all very medical? Yeah. Like uh, one of the video pieces um, was this kind of nurse. I don't know if she was an actual nurse. I assume not. But kind of like straddling a patient and putting like a little like microscope camera kind of down her throat it was it was it was weird we'll say um but it was interesting and one of the other video installations was literally just a disc of house season two box set just playing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was pretty fun actually (laughs) it was pretty interesting but it was nice like it was just a kind of good vibes it was really good vibes it was like quite busy the um i don't know if it was the director of the barrack visual arts but like the program lead he was there giving like a little talk there's really nice beer oh yeah i was gonna mention the beer actually it was a good time um but it was like a nice little i think we weren't there for too long because it was like it wasn't a small space there was only a few things to see it broke up the day i felt because we've been like sat down for hours yeah like you know hours at a time Mm -hmm. you know you sit down for like at least an hour and a half in a certain space and then that's what you're doing mm-hmm. so this was nice to like be able to be experiencing yeah. something and wandering around and yes. talking and much more our usual setup but mm-hmm. just sometimes well just watching films is tiring like it is like it sounds like it shouldn't be but it <laughs> really really is because you're in a dark cozy room and in a comfy seat yes and, and it's, it's just like well it's something engaging as well it's like mm-hmm. you have to invest your energy into it yes you do so Gonna try and figure stuff out. One thing I really loved about the space, exhibition space, was where it was, and yes. it was in the the barracks, which is yeah. in like the barrack, the barrack barracks, <laughs> um, which is where uh, like one of the the sides of the town, I guess you'd say. So it's got the ramparts around it. So mm-hmm. we had a lovely walk Ooh. after this because we had a bit of time until the next thing we went to go see, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but barracks so dang cool. It's yeah. like, just right on the sea it's so nice as you can tell alice had a very good first trip to right <laughs> glad i didn't go the first time because i think this was a, a good way to introduce me to that wonderful wonderful place everything has a way of working out it really really does so we had a nice little mosey about town we went to another pub bar number two. Yeah. pub number two was called the barrel ale house which is literally down the street again from the other bar i went to um but it was nice proper like pubby pub yes like wooden everything <laughs> like lots of things on the wall lots of yeah like old photos yeah. and all that kind of stuff so i really liked it yeah yeah and then we're rushed back up the same hill we rushed up before <laughs> to get back to the maltons which is steps like, in yeah. we really did on this trip <laughs> i think um so the opening night film which was called empty metal 
and very good choice god of damn. opening night film it was its international premiere yes it was only the film second festival. time it had ever been shown yeah. in public so it's by uh, directors adam khalil and bailey schweitzer yep uh and i think they're both from new york that's also what i want to say yes we'll, we'll go with it yes trust um, our gut and it's a very interesting world in the kind of tagline for it like you'd easily mistake it for being like set in this world but it does specify that set in a world similar to ours um one of mass surveillance pervasive policing and increasing individual apathy and i mean really it is holding up a mirror to society yes it's um, saying that it's not this is it's like what sci-fi does best where it's like yeah. oh it's not this world except it really very much is yeah if you just push a couple of ideas a little bit further mm-hmm. and this is like not pushing them very far at all oh no so i think that everything that this film talks about very well could be happening and we just don't know about it like it is it's very interesting so one of the things that makes it stand out as being not of this world is some people are like kind of telepathic yes like so there's this kind of faction like who are kind of anti-government anti-surveillance very much like a secret society of telepaths potentially kind of because the only real way you can communicate without being recorded is telepathically in your head because who else is going to hear it um so like they kind of recruit this band Band, what kind of genre of music would you say they do art student Oh, art know. student That's kind of not... punky noisy stuff it's not even a genre but i think everyone will know what i mean mm-hmm. it's very yeah they're very like arty punk like grime yeah almost. misunderstood as artists because they do a gig and no one cares at all because it's very weird music yes but their whole thing is that it, they're doing it for the art. They don't care what people think of it. Like they want to make a difference in their own way. Mm-hmm. And so these this society approaches them. It's like, right, we have an opportunity for you to do just that. Like you can help make a difference. And the difference is to kill three people because there's three of them in this band that each get given a person to kill. And it's the people, it's very interesting mm-hmm. that um, the targets, they D- don't say yeah. it in any real words at all because they literally bleep it out but yeah it's almost like they're saying someone that we might know about in this world like Mm -hmm. someone that is actually alive today well that's the thing it is it's um it's three policemen like american police officers who killed unarmed like black like teenagers kids Mm -hmm. and got away with it and got away with it yeah and it's amazing so one of the like so they approach one girl in the band and she tells it to the other ones and they're like no you're crazy we're not going to do this and she kind of talks them into it and Her one reasoning the, is it, amazing it really is because they, they kind of finish the thought for her and she basically says like we've got all this information we know exactly where they're going to be uh we know exactly like where they live all this kind of stuff but this is you know they're not talking about because what happens in the the narrative is that they're given the means they're given the yeah. target and they're given the means mm-hmm but this is before any of that. This is, they're just told you're going to kill some people and this is who you're going to kill. Mm-hmm. And they make the argument in the digital era that we live in, we have access to all of this information. Mm-hmm. So like, this isn't even like specifically like 
like sleuthing like not the police as in like through social media through yeah online news all through google you can find out all the stuff about someone and she says if we know all the stuff about them why on earth has no one not murdered them yet yeah that's how has that not happened before that's the entire like crux that's what that's what sells them that's what sells the other two bad moms like yeah why has no one killed these assholes yet we'll do it <laughs> so they are based on real people like i imagine you don't really see the faces of the characters the people they kill but no, but they're across the country mm-hmm, but like... it's quite like i know who two of them are supposed to be i can't remember the names but i know two mm-hmm. of the police officers who they're supposed to be but they do specifically bleep it out because yeah. it's like obviously that's an issue yes and so yeah it's only really the last 20 minutes is about them actually gonna go kill them there's so much build up to it to build this world and to yeah. build all the kind of um methods of surveillance and all the different kind of parties because there's lots of different that's just kind of one of the elements that's going on it felt also follows yeah this secret society yeah and then it also follows it follows some like gun enthusiasts who you d- yeah. i had no idea where they fit into it mm-hmm. until towards the end the very end because they are um one of them is this the leader of this gun group Mm -hmm. is one of as the son of one of these uh secret society members yeah Yeah. um but it's it's about how is everyone dealing with this how is everyone because um they're like you know gun nuts but Mm -hmm. what they're trying to do is um it's in direct response to people being gunned down on the street by authority yeah, like their whole thing is preparing for when it's the state versus the people. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be ready for the war that is going to happen like on American soil. So they're training for it very much like a yeah. soldier would. So like with guns, with training. It's all camp. very official. Like it's not like, it's not slapdash. They are like yeah. very pr- like protocol, how to handle a gun safely, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if it's, I've heard a lot of comments being made on the training that US police get because mm-hmm. I remember our friend, we were telling our friend Courtney when we first met her about police, we actually used the example of Hot Fuzz, the film, <laughs> because it's the beginning of that where he goes through all of these things he had to do to become a policeman. Mm-hmm. And Courtney was like, what? Like, <laughs> you can just be a policeman in the US. <laughs> Obviously it's not just be a policeman, yeah. but there's it's been brought to question that maybe the training should be a bit more rigorous, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a gun. But it's interesting saying that, um, ultimately, I'm not going to spoil the end of the film because you have to watch it. It just kind of goes to shows like all the training in the world Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily matter. Yes. The kind of chaos that the band brings, like their inexperience and the way they handle things is like the polar opposite of people who are like who know what's happening with the surveillance and all this kind of stuff and just things turn out in very different ways it's such a good film it's i was so actually cool. i'm glad you used the word chaos because i was just about to mm-hmm. use the word chaos we're living in chaos like that's just mm-hmm. the world as it stands yeah i just think that's the nature of existence if you ask me that's my understanding yeah. of the world around me but yeah it's sometimes it's just if like yeah Chaos versus order. Yeah. Massively interesting. I've done a lot of art about that. Ooh. Oh. But yeah, it was a great film. Um just very so American, cool. but it was very it was a universally kind of understandable, but in all its themes, obviously its execution because of who made it and where it was made, it was just super American. And it was I feel the um the filmmakers had a little 
chance to to say a few words mm-hmm. and they were saying a lot of this was filmed over many years mm. and it, a lot of it sounded like it's kind of calling in favors like a lot of these the actors were kind of friends mm-hmm. and a lot of you know it was the timeline of filming yeah was not reflected in the product which i thought was amazing because it was so coherent mm-hmm. But from what they described, it sounds like they've used a lot of different people. It's taken a lot of different forms over the years. And mm-hmm. this is just kind of what's happened at the end, mm-hmm. which is a amazing way of making a film. Like It's yeah. very, it felt very indie yeah. in all the right ways. Hell yeah. So it was really great. It was called Empty, Empty Metal. Empty Metal, referring and to drones. Referring to drones, yeah. yeah. And you don't find that out until the last line yeah that's pretty much one of the last lines of the film because empty metal refers to drones how it's just a bit of empty metal there's no one in there it's just this impersonal um kind of omniscient thing because drones see everything um so yeah it was so damn cool one thing that would have been amazing which we now know we could have experienced it stop was the q a with the directors at the end Uh, so the film ended i think it was about half nine and we had a train to catch at 9.47. So we ran to the train station only to find out it was delayed by an hour. An hour. It was the last train. Last train of the day. Um, oh. There's not much to do in train stations in general, but especially Berwick train station. Especially when you know you should be enjoying a Q&A. Yes. And I do love a Q&A. It's one of my, again, favorite things about film festivals. There's so many of them. Yeah. But... We'll try not to be too bitter about it. We'll try. We really enjoyed the whole film and the artists gave a little bit of an introduction at the beginning. Artists, filmmakers, same, same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was such a good day. It was a long day. Like we got to Berwick, I think about just after 10 o'clock in the morning and we didn't leave until about 11 o'clock at night. Yes. Oh, 10 o'clock. This train was really delayed, but yeah. it was a very long day and it was absolutely fantastic. I have to go back to Berwick Film and Media Arts Festival next year because... Oh, it's gonna be so much more cool stuff. I'd love to go yeah. for like the full thing as well for the full three days. Definitely. I think Thursday. We went on the Thursday. We yeah. went on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday was a, that was the day it started, and I think that was a good day because it was probably a little less busy. Mm-hmm. But and that worked for kind of what we needed to do and and what we were capable of. Yeah. Our little tired, tired feetsies. Oh, tired little feetsies. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely want to go for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good. I'd go back again. Hell yeah. It was a day well spent. It was a long, busy day. Mm-hmm. But, but very well spent. Not The the only bad thing was the train. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that at the was end of the nothing day. nothing to so. do with the film festival <laughs> or Berwick. Yeah. So just the trains need to just sort it out. I, it was after the, whatever that storm was called a few weeks ago, where mm-hmm. it was like really rainy and windy. It, it was that storm's fault. So we have someone to blame. Something to the blame. The storm. The storm, whatever it was called. <laughs> But yeah, fantastic day. Um, next time uh, the film festival rolls around, definitely encourage you guys to go see it or any other film festival. Pretty much every city has some kind of film festival. Like it needn't be big. It could just be like a program of screens at like the local indie cinema or something like that. There's usually a film festival yeah. in every town. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. So definitely go check it out. It's usually such a great kind of range and curation of films to go see. So that's why I love them. Yeah. And this was a great introduction. Hell yeah. I'm I'm sold. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Good job. I'm planning the day. Thank you very much. Me bother. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up this episode. We've run through our entire very long day. Yes. I hope it was easy to kind of like follow us there. Yeah. 
because as we say it was jam-packed yeah quite jam-packed <laughs> i feel quite like hectic. we could definitely i want to talk in so much depth about everything we did yeah but unfortunately i know well if you guys have any questions though about anything we've done or like at the film festival or if you want just to know more about it please give us a message we're on twitter instagram at hey what's good we've got we email is hey what's good gmail.com um just yeah ask some questions we can we're going to post some pictures and stuff on Instagram, obviously, so you can have a see of some of the things I went to go see. Yeah. It was pretty damn great. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Beric. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, we would like to end these episodes to kind of see if there's anything we're looking forward to in the future. Yes. Um, what are you looking forward to, Rosie? Having a think. Well, something I'm looking forward to, bit of a domestic. I've been helping my dad redecorate his flat for over a year now oh wow and we've we're so close to finishing the entire upstairs like that doesn't sound like a big thing but it's taken so long just (laughs) because of different elements Mm -hmm. and it's really exciting because it means i can stay at his house again because at the moment the spare room which is my room has been fully decorated but like it's full of stuff Uh, while we're doing the other rooms so mm -hmm. it means i can actually like stay at my dad's and that's just a nice thing to to have. Hey, what about you, Alice? What are you looking forward to? Um, I think one thing I'm looking forward to is because it's October now, which means everything's coming back on the telly, and there's new TV stuff happening. Hey, like one thing I caught the trailer for was oh, it's like a new Sabrina in the Teenage <gasps> Witch thing on Netflix, <gasps> right? And I didn't really watch much of like OG Sabrina and Teenage Witch. Why? Just <sighs> prior childhood, obviously. <laughs> But it just looks fun. It's, what is it? It's, you can tell it's by the people who made Riverdale because it just like has similar vibes. But I like Riverdale. I know it's hot trash, but I do love it. <laughs> you love hot trash I though. do. That's you love burning piles of trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am the trash lady. <laughs> but, trash lady Alice. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to, I mean, it's obviously American season of TV is October. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Because I don't spend Seasonal enough time well. watching TV as it's anyways, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. It's your job. It is my job. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> she, did, she did just did some like shady side eye there. And it's like, <laughs> I suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will accept it and not get paid. <laughs> me now, yeah. <laughs> One day, the dream, you'll get paid to watch TV. Hell yeah. But yeah, good place to end it. Maybe. Hell yeah. Or See you next time. End it, so <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>